With prices soaring at the pump, filling up can be stressful. That's why Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target, now through June, on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. We know every dollar matters right now, but you can count on us. Get up to $75 cash back this quarter with your Discover It card. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. The fact that uh, we want want intimacy, we want those things. We want somebody to care for us and look after us. That song that the Gershman said, someone to watch over me. That's what we want. We want somebody to, to know that we are alive, you know? We want somebody to... To, to kiss us and to hold us and to look after us and make a fuss over us. That's what we want. Amen. And then we find that uh, within our marriage, at times, uh, sometimes not at all, the person don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, and, and uh, we want to have good sex with them. You know, we want those things mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And we find that sometimes even the regular basis is not there. Even a little bit is not there. So the question within the text is, what do we do now? You know, what do we do when the expectations of love is not there? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, having food every day, and then you come home and there's no food. The second day you come home, there's no food. The third day, there's what do you do? Your body will do something. I can I can uh, uh, attest to that, that when there is lack, you move on. There's certain things you just move on to. If those things are there for you and they're providing for you, that's good. But when, there's, when you come back and they're not there, you have to move on. If not, you will die. You will deplete. You will diminish. And so you have to, you have to address it. And what we do in the church with our prayers and everything, we try to address them according to the will of God. If we can get the will of God, then we under the way we understand it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, the, the critical part of that is that we can't always find that right answer or that answer, you know, that we conceive to be right. Mm-hmm. We can't always find that. Mm-hmm. So the question then is, what do you do when you can't find the right answer? See, the right answer make you feel good inside. Mm-hmm. The right answer make everybody around you say, yeah, yeah, you all right, you see. <laughs> but not all situations have a right answer. And I'm just speaking to the persons that have not found the right answer. Mm-hmm. And I can say in my lifetime, I have not always found the right answers. Mm-hmm. The right answers that, that satisfy uh, my longing for love. It's not always in my life have I found the right answer. But I do know that God provides us grace mm-hmm. until we can find the right answer. Mm-hmm. He gives us that unlimited grace. Yes. And uh, I think that um, Paul and uh, the apostles and the prophets um, I think that the Bible itself does not always speak to the, uh, uh, it, 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 all, it does not always give us the right answer, but it does give us a way. And grace is a way, it's an option. It's an option when the 
the answers don't fit our life. The answers just don't fit. And it, I don't think that we're bad people because we say the answers don't fit. It's not a cookie jar thing where, you know, a cookie cutter, where you have, a, a, you always can find an answer that will fit the situation. And sometimes that's when you can't find it, that's where you, you have to see there's grace. And grace is an answer. But, you know, we, sometimes we think of some literal answers that, that address our situation. And these are words that have taken place from, um, from 7,000 years up and then a bunch of the New Testament a couple thousand years ago until now. But they were culturally in a different situation and theologically in a different situation. The church as it exists today is radically different from the church of the first century. And um, also, so the answers is, and how we understand the text is different. But I, I think that for today, we have to live in this world. We have to live as, as um, ambassadors of Christ. Is there, is there any other questions on the text? Seventeen. Oh, Seven, said, Seventeen. Look at Seventeen. Okay, and I'm reading out of the King James Version. Okay, so I'll read one through Seventeen. No, just Seventeen. Seven now, to Seventeen. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not power of her own body but the husband. And likewise also the husband does not have power of his own body but the wife. Defraud ye not one another except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourself to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. But speak this by permission and not of commandment. And this is where he changes and he talks about, he switches from this is not, uh, uh, he says, I speak this by his permission of himself and not by the commandments of God, which is what uh, the apostle was talking about before. For he said, I would not that all men were even as myself, but every man has his proper gift of God, one after this man and another after that. And then in verse 8 it say, I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. Mm -hmm. Then that, but if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. Mm -hmm. 10. And unto the married I command ye, I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she departs, see, first he said, let her not depart, right? Mm -hmm. Now he's going to give a way out. See? Yeah, that, that's it. First he says, here, you should not depart. Uh -huh. Then he comes back and say, okay. Wait you know. <laughs> but, but, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried mm -hmm. or be reconciled to her husband and let not the husband put away his wife. Mm -hmm. Okay. Twelve. 
But to the rest, speak I, not the Lord. Speak I, not the Lord. Now he's switching again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If any brother has a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And 13. And the woman which hath not a husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. Mm -hmm. 14. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. Mm -hmm. 15. But if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. Mm -hmm. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. So he said that, brother, you all have war all the time, or we all have war with our spouse all the time. It's better to depart in peace. Mm -hmm. That's about a good way of saying okay for the divorce. And then 16, for what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband, or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? Now in 17, the verse we get into, but mm -hmm. as God has distributed to every man, as the Lord has called everyone, so let him walk. And so ordain I in all churches. So he's Amen. going back over to, mm -hmm. he's going back over the whole message then. Mm -hmm. uh, saying that these are the things that he had spoken. Those were the situations that he laid out mm -hmm. of how to address the, that initial subject matter mm -hmm. of fornication. Amen. Keep going. You said keep going to 17? 18. 18. Is any man called being circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Is any called an uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Mm -hmm. 19. That circum circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing but the keeping of the commandments of God. Mm -hmm. So he take the commandments of God. And uh, he makes sure that the commandments of God uh, supersede any ritual, mm -hmm. any rituals that the church has. Amen. And he's given an order to decision-making process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. You can continue to tw 24. Up to 24. Okay, and 20. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. 21. Are thou called being a servant? Care not for it, but if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. 22. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's freeman. Likewise, also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. You are bought with the price. Be not ye the servants of men. In 24. Brethren, let every man wherein he is called, therein abide with God. Okay. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that has ordained mercy of God to be faithful. I suppose, therefore, that this is good for the present distress, I say, that it is good for a man so to be. 
27. Art thou bound unto a wife? Seek not to be loose. Art thou loose from a wife? Seek not a wife. 28. But if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if thou, and if a virgin marry, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh. But I, I spare you. But this I say, brethren, the time is short, it remaineth, that both they that have wives as be though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passes away. But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belongeth to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There is difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but, that, but for that which is comely and that ye may attend unto the Lord without distraction. But if any man think that he behaveth himself uncommonly toward his virgin, if she pass the flower of her age, and needs so require, let him do what he will, he sinneth not, let them marry. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will, and hath so decreed in his heart that he will keep his burden and doeth well. So then he that giveth her in marriage doeth well, but he that giveth her not in marriage doeth well. At 40, and then after okay. 40 you can just explain. Okay. This is summary. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth, but if her husband be, be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. But she is happier if she so abide after my judgment, and I think also that I have the spirit of the Lord. Amen. 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 So it's uh, the, uh, the text, what's at uh, base is... Uh, how do we deal with ourselves in light of uh, our natural needs? And in particular, it looked at uh, 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 having sexual relationship or having fornication. And it used fornication because if, in fact, it's outside marriage, then uh, it is considered to be uh, fornication. And so, um, Within uh, the text that is of chapter uh, sep uh, chapter seven, uh, 
the whole text is addressing all of those issues within the marital context. And it's given all types of situations where it'd be okay for people to get out of the marriage, it'd be okay for people to stay in the marriage. And so it goes back and forth and he gives, uh, from my memory, about uh, 17 different uh, situations where uh, one can uh, be happy in a situation or not be happy, whether one can be single or whether one can be married, based upon the individual and their ability to conquer their will. The will over what? Over their sex drive. So these are the parts uh, that uh, Paul is addressing. Is there any questions? Amen. 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 Wow, we got through the chapter. Thank you, Pastor Joe, for allowing Pastor Ed to, you know, it's always good to have somebody actually that can give us that, give more insight that's in that situation and the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding for those that are in that situation. And I believe that today he gave us some really good points, even in our marriages and even to let us know that Marilee Paul, he said that he speak of himself and not all of this is of the Lord. So how he broke it down and began to let us know the things that Paul thought from merely himself and those things that were in the word of God. Amen. So I believe even through this whole chapter, I believe it. I know that all of us, amen, all of us have gotten something from this chapter. And I believe that even our marriages, amen, our marriages is going to be better than they were before, amen, because I do believe a couple weeks back we said that for our husbands and for our wives, we're going to go back when we first met, we're going to go back when that we, we saw that first glare in the eye and said that is the one, amen, we're going to go back to those bubble baths with the rose petals and the candle lights and taking them out to a nice park, and sometimes you got to go back to the first day, amen, to spark that fire back up, amen, and sometimes we got to just take away ourselves and, and allow each other to come together, amen, because a lot of times it's not just us. Sometimes we can get spoiled, amen, but we have to understand that there's somebody else in this, amen. We must respect their ideas. We must respect their opinions. We must respect them, even wives. We must submit to our husbands, amen. We can't get mad or be upset just because things don't go our way. And husbands, you you can't be mad and upset because things don't go your way. Women, we can't stop cooking for our husbands. We can't stop doing the things that we once did when we first got into that marriage, amen? Because a lot of times we get lazy. And sometimes women, a lot of times we don't want to do our hair. Come on, can I be real with it? A lot of times we don't want to put on that nice dress, amen? We, you know, it's easy to come into a relationship and a marriage looking good. But at the same time, we should always want to look good, amen? And I'm not just talking about women, but me and you too. You can't just wear a t-shirt and some, some gym shoes. You know, we want to see you looking nice. You know, look at Brother Eric. He looked nice on today, amen. He, I like his suit jacket and 
and everything. I know I'm putting him on the spot, but he always looks nice. But today is just something about he looks nice today, amen. So his wife is even saying, honey, you look good, amen. See, that's what we got to do to say to one another, baby, you look nice. Honey, you look very handsome, amen. Uh, honey, you look beautiful. You know, we want to hear those things. It's good to always tell your, your mate that you look beautiful or you look handsome or that's nice or, you know, that's good or even encourage them. Because a lot of times, especially women, we are emotional. Come on, women. Don't turn away. I'm talking about us. We are emotional at times. And sometimes when we don't get our way, we pout, we stuff out the room, we go sit down and be quiet. But guess what? We don't have to act that way. Amen? They may not say the things that we want. You know, men, they don't say a lot. We got to push them sometimes just to, you know? Men, they are more protectors. You know, their job is to protect and provide for us. Amen? So... I just want to encourage you all, and those that are married, it's okay to pray and ask God who may be that individual may be that's married, that you may can confide into. Because, you know, a lot of times, those that have been married for a long time, they have the wisdom, and they can tell you some things. Because marriage is not always cookies and creams. It's going to be some ups, it's going to be some downs. But at the end of the day, we got to know we a team. Can I go back? We, you know, we got to be like, um, who was the other, like, I was going to say Bonnie and Clyde, but I was going to pick some people in the Bible, amen. Mary Magdalene and Paul, amen. Or Mary Magdalene and Peter, amen. Amen. So we just want to just give honor to God. We want to thank Pastor Ann for stepping in. See, that's see one thing when the Bible says to be ready in season and out of season. Because as the man of God began to, um, I asked if there could, could somebody give me some feedback on what we talked about in chapter seven. And as he began to give us the feedback, he hasn't really been here. The feedback that he started giving us instantly, the Spirit of God began to speak to me and say. Call him up because he has something for, for my people that I need him to teach on today. So I thank God for allowing me to humble myself and to clearly um, do and be obedient to God's word. And as he came, he began to speak, and I knew that that was God. So thank you, Pastor Ed, for stepping even out of your comfort zone. Amen. See, we expect that sometimes a suit. You know, nah, he came in as he, he came on in and got up here and wow, that's what I'm talking about. I was able to sit at his feet and learn something because I said on this time this year, I will be married, amen. So I'm going to know how to go into my marriage, amen, and how to stick and stay in my marriage, amen, by sitting up at the feet of those that I can glean from. So with further ado, amen. We're going to go ahead and start our Sunday service, amen. And our MC is not here, but um, Minister um, Ernest is here. And I'm going to let him go ahead and lead us, amen, and to um, praise and worship or however the Lord would lead him, amen, to um, start the service. But we thank you all for coming, amen, and just enjoy yourselves. Just sit back and just allow the Spirit of God to move through you as we begin with praise and worship and, and we just um, going to
our offering and then the word of God, amen. Pastor is going to be preaching a good word on today on spiritual warfare, amen, so that we can free ourselves, amen, amen, amen. So, okay, so um, Eric, amen. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, we, we, unlimited grace, we ready. No matter what, when we come in the door, when we called on, we come on in. Amen. Amen. And I see uh, Minister Ernest got on his unlimited grace shirt. Amen. Representing. Amen. I love it. I love it. Amen. Here's Minister Aaron. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of God? Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for how far He has blessed. Amen. And it's very bad to be lit and not to partake in the Bible studies. And it's not a good Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.